I'm going to try to record this, and I don't know if I'm going to be able to, because I'm sure I'm about to get interrupted. <clears throat> I've done a lot of episodes lately, and like I said, I guess the amount of listeners I don't know is damn. And I've got good feedback. Like, I really appreciate uh, Goose from Here to Bubblegum and Bowling Cox and uh, Elliot from Spooky Family, you know. Good words of encouragement and stuff. And did reaching out and talking to me about episodes and what they've liked and what they've not. But I'm used to a lot of interaction from listeners. And, you know, I've always done mailbag episodes. So that's really hard to do. I mean, the comment I got in email about me being um, too happy-go-lucky, I guess, or... Oh, excuse me, or that my life was perfect, or <clears throat> whatever the case may be. That that was a really old email. Uh, I mean, months old. So I've not had um, the level of of interaction that I'm used to. But you know, I have had interaction, like I said, from people I know, and you know, people who, um, you know, I, I, that I'm honored that they listen to the show because they don't have to, and they make great content themselves, and they know me personally, and I don't expect them to listen. You know, I don't guess I ever really expect <clears throat> anybody to listen, but I have picked up some new listeners that <clears throat> I do know, um, and you know, I've kept some, obviously, some old. Listeners, people I'm, um, you know, friends with or acquainted with. And uh, one thing, um, one friend asked me to go back and listen to uh, a part. I, I'm not anti-Semitic. Um, and, and you know, I wasn't accused of being, but I, I would go, like, use that in your judgment. The people that know me and know how I really am, like, use that when you're thinking about, you know, how people get treated and, and things get said about them and stuff because, like, easily that could get twisted around. Like, you, sometimes what you mean to say isn't exactly how it comes out. Um, you know, I don't have any hatred for Jewish people whatsoever. Like, I don't, I don't even understand how, you, you know, you could. Um, uh, it was just, you know, a, a, a statement on the political side of... Um, Israel, and also on the political side of Palestine, who's equally as, and I'm obviously not anti-Muslim, uh, so, but I, you know, I, I, I see that, like, I go back and listen, I'm like, eh, you know, I mean, is it awful? No. Do I think anybody's ever going to accuse me of that, basically? No, but I easily could have slipped up and said something there, so there you go, Kanye, there's the one get-out-of-jail-free card, I guess, like, I don't, I don't, because I don't know, <coughs> I did go back and listen to what he said, and I think it's his tone and the way he says stuff. And and I do think, like, uh, you know, not just Dave Chappelle. I've heard other people say they don't think he's crazy. Because Dave Chappelle said jokingly. He said he thinks there's something wrong with him or something to that effect, whatever it was. I, I, I do think he has some issues. And you know, you can't hate the dude for the issue. Like, you can't. I mean, you don't have to support it or anything. Like, you know, but you don't have to hate him for it. And, I mean, you know... I don't know that he meant it from because, again, statistically by number, whatever it, I don't think he. But you know, somebody said, "Well, you know, really sit down and study how he." Because somebody tried to tell me how intelligent he was and how he was going to be the next president. Um, I hope that that's not true. 
mainly because I don't want somebody that would date a Kardashian or marry a Kardashian running the country. And, like, I do feel for him, like, statements he's made about how he's, he, they took him out of his kids. That, like, maybe he, he is in some way, like, has some issues. There's, you know, there's no doubt those are there. You know, I can see them. I think about anybody could. But, um, you know, you, you still got to feel sorry for him, for that situation. At least I do. You know, as a parent, not just a father, but as a parent, I, I do. But, you know, that, and then the one comment from somebody I kind of know, kind of don't, but I know they've listened to the show for a while. <clears throat> and I think it was, <clears throat> they've never been real supportive. One <laughs> people that, and they're not bad. Look, if, if you're, if you're listening, Richie, like, it's not a knock on you. Like, I mean, you've never been real supportive. You've always been kind of a negative Nancy. But you're, I mean, I've, I've told you that before. Like, how can you as an adult not be familiar with everything on the news? And, and you know, like, that's the biggest part of my day. And he's like, and I watch both sides, you know. I'll watch Fox and I'll watch CNN, you know. And I'll watch MSNBC and I'll look up online. And, like, that's not necessarily a bad thing like it's not um i don't watch mainstream news and it's not because uh, i'm conservative because i'm not and it's not because i'm uh, a democrat and i say that because i'm not uh would i i would consider myself an actual liberal person um <clears throat> and i don't think any democrat in office today not biden not obama um you know i'm not as you know, I'm I'm more pro-socialist than I am pro-communist. I'll tell you that. But I'm also I have conservative leanings. Like I, I, I'm I'm more moderate than anything. But I think my you know a lot of my belief structure like that's become a bad word. People are afraid to say they're liberal. Like I'm, I'm not because I know what a liberal actually is, and it's not what you people are out here told in as liberal. But that that's not why I don't watch the news. I, I don't watch the news because it's reported poorly and and it's a lot of fear mongering and stuff like that. But this is the biggest thing. That's what I told him. And if I'm misrepresenting what I said to you, then then hit me up. And and you can come on here if you want to and explain it. He said, how how can you not watch the news and know what's going on? And I did think for maybe 45 seconds. Because I knew why. I didn't know how to say it. I told him, I said, I'm 40 years old. 40. Means I've had 40 years. Let me tell you something. That 40 years seems like yesterday and, and it seems like forever ago. Just in a blink of an eye, like it, 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 it's, it's like it's a long time, but it's not. And I can't remember it all and I want it back. I want it all back. I want all the memory. And I, I would like to, if, I, if you could promise me everything would end up exactly to the point it is right now. It don't have to be better. As long as it's not less than. As long as I don't lose somebody or something. If you promise me exactly like it is right now, I'll go back and redo the last 40 years. But 40 years from now, my son will be 51 going on 52. My daughter will be 64. If I'm lucky enough to be here, I'll be 80. 
man, I don't know if Trump's rallying the hate mongers in Florida or if Biden's forgot where he's at and lost in the White House again, because I don't care. I don't think they impact the government enough to be important. You don't let a spray tan reality star lead the greatest country in the world if that's truly what you are, and you don't let someone with Alzheimer's do the same. Somebody behind the scenes is making decisions, and those people I'm very distrustful of, and I'd like to know who they are, and I'd like to have some say in who gets that position, but I don't. But I am worried about what my son's doing today what my daughter's doing today, what my wife's doing today, what I'm doing today. I'm worried about living that next 40. Because a lot of that previous 40, I didn't live. So as an adult, that's my focus. It's not on Sean Hannity or Anderson Cooper. It's just not. And I don't make any apologies for that. I don't care. I care what happens. I care what happens to the world, and I care what happens to the country, and I get that all the time. You're going to leave this boy of yours a world he can't live in. I'm not leaving him shit. I'm just trying to live. The two sides trying to make everybody hate each other. They're not leaving my son anything, but I can teach him better than that. I can tell him better than that. My son joins speech. He's on speech team. I was on speech team. I love speech team. You know, between illness and the flood and stuff in our county, speech is way behind, and, and you know, they got a late start, and he's having to practice pretty hard at home to learn this speech. And a couple of days ago, a week or so ago, my wife told me, she said, you got to sit down and learn this speech and work on it. I don't do it anymore. I wasn't home. I came home. I was like, hey, you know your speech? He was like, no, I don't do it no more. I was like, really? He came back and he said, I do want, I, I want to do it. I want to do it. Now, I knew right then he didn't want to work at it. So I said, all right, I'm going to learn it. A week or so goes by, and the other night we're at the house. I'm like, do you know your speech? And I was like, well, read on it and work on it. He goes to his mother, not me, and goes, I don't, I don't want to do this. I, I'm going to quit. I don't want to do this. So I went and I sat down. I told him. I said, look, if you really want to quit, okay. But there's stipulations of quitting. One, you have to know this speech inside and out. Without it in your hand, it's storytelling. You've got to know it, your movements, your voices, everything, and be able to do it for me and your mother without the paper in your hand. Once you can do that, I will go in with you to the speech coach you will thank her for her time. You will apologize to her because you don't feel like you can do this. And that'll be it. We'll be done. I felt like that was fair. And and that was a fair compromise. You know, I, I tried not to let my daughter quit things. You know, and, and I told him, I was like, you know, you got to work at things you want in life. You do. But I, I, I take that same mentality for life in general and living it. It's easier for him to sit on his iPad and focus on things that only bring him pure enjoyment than it is for him to actually work at something that he still wants to do because he ended up changing his mind. He wants to do it now. He really does want to do it. But he just didn't want to work for it. Well, I really want a good life. 
Well, I just don't want to work for it sometimes. It's easier for me to lay back and watch the news and complain about how bad the world sucks than it is for me to try to live. And that's what I try to get across to Richie. And that, that you know, yeah, you can be an adult and not know what's going on. I'm like, <clears throat> I do somewhat know, you know, I, I know something about Ukraine and Russia. I know about things involving China and I know about some things involving us. But no, I, I, I don't know about Hunter Biden's laptop. I mean, I don't. Do I think he's guilty of something? Yeah, I think he's guilty of something. I think Trump's guilty of something, too. And I'm pretty sure Biden's probably guilty of something. And I know that Bush, Obama, and Clinton were war criminals. So, you know, what What? What difference does no one do? Because nobody's going to do anything about it. You know, it's the type of people they are. They are what they are. I, you know, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know where you go with that, but they... They are who and what they are. But, you know, to say that I have to know, you know, what exactly Kanye said or I need to know what the Kardashians are doing or I need to know what they're doing with Jazane Maxwell. Listen, um, she probably is as big a monster as Epstein, I'm sure. Executor, I'm fine with that. Release the people that she worked with if if, if that's the case. I don't know because we don't really know the facts of it. But I know this. She's in jail and she's took care of. That's cool. And I think that's the way it should be. I think she could be executed. The only thing that irks me, and it's to get into the next statement, the only thing that irks me is now that's over with. Everybody wants to go after different politician movie stars and you know, Tom Hanks and stuff for grabbing kids and traffic them and making adrenochrome. Fictitious science fiction shit. When Catholic Church is really molesting kids and really getting away with it. And it's just, I don't understand it. Somebody who thought that they knew me. And we have these people in their lives. We we know each other, and John, if you listen to this, I guess not a knock on you, you know. Um, that's an innocuous enough name. I don't think anybody's gonna know who you are. But <clears throat> uh, the 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 best way, the best way to say it is there's people who know you for who you. Are just in common encounters, just casual encounters. You don't speak what you believe necessarily, or you like work encounters or things like people that just know you on a on a very super uh, official basis. And and it doesn't mean you don't like them as people, and they don't like you as people, and and you don't talk and have good uh, a, a a good relationship. You, you know, uh, a, a friendly interaction, but they don't actually know you, and you don't actually know them. And sometimes they find your podcast and listen to it and decide that they do know you. And that's the beauty of, like, I don't, I don't, I'm not sad that this happened. I'm glad that this happened. It gave me something to talk about, and it allowed me to have this conversation with this guy. You know, he told me, he said, look, I checked out couple episodes of podcasts. I like this one and I like that one. I didn't like this one. He said, but the fourth one I listened to, 
you made a statement. He said, and I couldn't exactly make it out. He said, but I think you said burn your local priest. And I said, well, yeah, that's, that's what I said. Well, my daddy was a preacher. And I said, well, hold on. Before you even get going, your dad was a preacher of what type of church, whatever, but a preacher, correct, not a Catholic priest. And we didn't specify. And either way, that's a man of God. Um, I'd debate that. This thing is going to be all butchered up because I've had to stop like three times. <clears throat> but I left off with the debating with the guy <clears throat> about a Catholic priest. Um, for me to say something like that, say you burn your local priest, it, it's a throwaway line. It, it's, um, it's, it's not like I don't expect you to actually go do it. And, and I don't. No one reasonably does. But if... Um, I believe that the grass is green. And you believe that the grass is blue. But Bobby Joe over here believes the grass is green too. He also believes he's got to molest kids to prove that the grass is green or as part of his belief that the grass is green. I'm going to come a whole lot closer to identifying with you even though I know the grass isn't blue. That's as remedial and, and, and honestly childish and ignorant a version of that as I can give you because if you can't understand um, in what I said and why I said I don't apologize. I'm not sorry for it. I'm not sorry for the stuff I said in regards to talking about Kanye. I'm not sorry for uh, the burn the priest remark. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not sorry. I'm, I'm not, and that's okay. And you don't. You don't have to be, but you know, you, you can. You can disagree with things. You can, and, and you know, taking this episode to to. To give people that, you have the right to disagree with me. And I have the right to disagree with you. You do. It, um, but it, it's allowing people to have that right. That, that's very, in, it's very important. Very important. You know, um, this guy who I spoke to uh, had no relationship to that, to the Catholicism whatsoever. Um, whereas Unclean Daniel from um, uh, Dirty Dan from Here to Chew Bubblegum. Uh, and I don't know if I might have made this point because I'm doing this eight hours from the last time I, I read, did the other part. Um, I'm trying to remember, but, you know, he did have a connection. And I said something um, regarding them on, on Here to Chew Bubblegum. And, and, you know, Dan is not... In his words, you know, he didn't say, well, I am religious or I belong to the church. Or nothing like that. But still, like, he at least had a, a relationship with it. So if he just said, well, you're wrong and this, you know, this is why. And the, because the fact of the matter is I don't actually have a position to stand from. In, in you know, obviously, every priest isn't doing it. And, and, you know, obviously it has happened. And it has happened since the beginning. But, you know, at least he would have some insight maybe or some. But th this person has none. But even though, obviously, I directed that towards uh, priests who had molested children, they have a vested interest in what 
the Catholic Church has a vested interest in. So they, you know, and that's that's weird to me. You know, like look at the probably one of the biggest things I've seen online here lately that I actually have been kind of following a little bit. Um, I know everybody on here, and even the couple times a, a couple times on my appearances on here at Chew Bubblegum, and in other things I've done and other places I've been and talked probably are tired of hearing about the younger Dryas and older civilizations that I think may have existed and may have been advanced. <clears throat> well, Graham Hancock, um, who, along with people like Robert Schock and Randall Carlson, ha- have done a lot of work and in, in, in study in that area. But uh, Graham Hancock has released a, a new thing on Netflix, and like you, th- you would think the world had ended. They're mad because this is the most, not only are they mad because this is a very well-trending series on Netflix. And and when I say them, uh, I mean um, a lot of scholars and and a lot of people just with opposing opinions, some with no more credentials than I have, just opposing opinions. But, you know, I've even read statements that, you know, this shouldn't be allowed. You know, I don't hear those same dissenting voices when, um, you know, Discovery Channel becomes Ancient Aliens Channel, you know. And and I'm not trying to be confrontational or, or disrespectful. I do see the Ancient Aliens show as just a fun entertainment. Like, I don't, you know, I don't think that. And, and that's, I think there's some confusion. There. That's not what this is by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, that Graham Hancock has done, but it I think it shows that there's some serious threat there that people but that that, that people feel threatened by this now I sit back and the reason I bring this up is um i don't i i I don't one know that what Graham Hancock and is saying is true. Um, but he he is suggesting that he believes it is, but he's not suggesting that it is factually 100% proven. It, it's just theory, you know, and until years ago, something as old as Gobekli Tepe was theory. But why be mad? I'm not mad at ancient aliens. I got mad at the one dude that just kept, emailing and emailing, and that's, like, I want to clear that up. I don't have that issue. Like, I'm not mad at ancient aliens. I'm not. Do I take it serious? No. I also don't take ghost story stuff serious. Or like, like, I can go on the Spooky Family podcast, and, and they'll talk about supernatural things, things I don't believe in. But these are intelligent, good people. And I, this will shock a lot of people except for my wife. I'm not always right. Maybe I'm wrong. And if people I respect and, and like want to discuss something that I don't agree with, why would I get upset about that? If anything, I want to listen and go, okay, is there something I'm missing? And if I'm lucky enough, fortunate enough to be involved in a conversation with people like that on something that I'm ignorant to, then awesome. At the end of the day, do I believe in supernatural after I have the discussion with them? No. But I also don't know that I'm 100% right. You see? So 
I don't have to get mad at the opposing opinion. I did when I was younger. I have at other times. There's times that you just can't help it. There really is. I understand that. But whether my opinion on the priest or um, my opinion on Kanye or uh, my uh, respect for the Graham Hancock series uh, and my disinterest in ancient aliens doesn't matter. They're just just opinions. They're just ideas I have. Things that fluctuate and change. Because when it comes to paranormal, I I'm, was the polar opposite for a good chunk of my life and believed it all. I listened at 5 o'clock in the morning on the way to work, Monday morning, to the last episode of Here Chew Bubblegum. And they talked about flat earth. I don't believe in flat earth. I believe in Goose. I've met him. I know that he's real. Uh, um, you know, Dirty Dan wasn't in on that episode, but Rebecca was. I've never met Rebecca in real life. As far as I know, she's real. I've seen her on uh, the computer, and, and I've talked to her. As far as I know, she's real. Um, and they had a guest on, and, and they were speaking about Flat Earth. I've been on their podcast when that's been mentioned. Been on their podcast when Hallworth has been mentioned. On a scale of 1 to 10, I give the probability of what Graham Hancock said happened a 4. Just because there's no, there's some proof. But now Gobekli Tepe and a lot of Randall Carlson's work makes you really question. But Flat Earth is a 0. I have zero. I did not get mad, man. Actually, I listened and enjoyed the episode, and and I'm intrigued by this picture that they're talking about, that goose and and the guy from Fed Up uh, Apparel and and Rebecca were talking. I'm, I'm interested in that, and I, I want to see that depiction of of uh, what they consider flat. Because you know, again, here's somebody taking a generalization of what flat Earth is and, and imposing that. Onto everything. So when when these people, you know, when this gentleman says, "I, you know, I believe flat Earth," well, it's automatically associated with this pancake-like deal that I've always thought of flat Earth as. And he's saying that's not it. I I have this other belief, and it's flat Earth, but you know, you're lumping it in because people will see and believe things differently. It did not hurt me. If anything, I would say it better of me to hear an opposing ideal to what I had. Now. If you're going to be honest and you're going to be fair, I have never left the surface of the earth. I cannot tell you with anything outside of scientific theory that I believe that the earth is round. So I have as much proof myself that I can physically express myself or, uh, you know, vocally or, or mentally express myself. I have as much proof of the earth being flat as I do of it being round. I just have a belief structure based on core tenets that I take from one area, and I say, this is how I believe. These other people just believe the other way. It's a huge difference between flat earth and round earth. But it's a small, small, small difference when you break it down to that level. So, I believe you should burn your local priest? I don't know. I would think... They would smell bad if you burn them. I don't, I don't know. I would prefer the Catholic Church be held responsible and accountable 
and those people be dealt with accordingly. And the people who believe that in the bottom of a in the basement of a pizza place in D.C. that doesn't even have a basement, that kids are being held there, that they instead divert that attention to the Catholic Church. And with enough pressure globally, it will either collapse, which I'm fine with, or be held responsible, which I'm equally fine with. Now, on the other hand, instead of talking about Wayfair and them shipping kids through Ellen, I I don't I I don't know. You know, instead of that, let's look at cartels and Eastern European groups who really are trafficking people. It's really happening and it's a sad situation and and enough attention on that could make a difference, you know. Um I never really worried about what people thought about my opinions on things. For the most part, then, you're being, I would be, that would be me being disingenuous and dishonest if I said that was all the time. Sometimes they are, you know. Sometimes there's thoughts and ideals that I'm not sure about on my own and that I feel questionable about and that, you know, maybe... Um, maybe I don't have enough information to make a judgment or a decision yet on that where I weigh in. And so I'm apprehensive about sharing that opinion. And then sometimes it's just an opinion that I know is going to be unpopular. I burn your priest. I don't, you know, um, I don't care about that one in particular, but it's, you know, something of that nature. If I have one that I know is going to be um, really unpopular, you know, uh, then it's <clears throat> this. A good portion of the people that I'm around, um, it would be unpopular for me to say that I believe in, support, and, you know, want to be there for people who have alternative lifestyles. Um, people who are homosexual, lesbian, whatever the case may be. And that I'm open 100% to defending their right and their right to be happy and their right to be married to and be with who they want. There are people in my life that if I shared that opinion, they wouldn't like it. And that's fine. I don't care, but I would share it. But I do know there would be backlash for it. On the other hand, I do not believe someone born as a man who identifies as a woman should be able to do everything that a woman is able to do. I don't think they should be able to use a woman's bathroom. I don't think that they should be able to compete in women's sports. I don't think that they should be able to be in an MMA fight against a naturally birthed female person. Do I think they can ask to be called a woman? Yes. Will I call them a woman? Yes. I don't care. It's a word. If it makes them happy, then it would make me happy to do that. 
do I believe that they have the right and deserve the opportunity to live their life as a woman from here on out? Yes. Do I have a problem with there being unisex bathrooms instead of male and female bathrooms? No, no problem whatsoever. Do I have a problem with them going through hormone treatments or anything of that nature and marrying someone of the same sex or someone of the sex they used to identify? No, none whatsoever. Zero. But see, it's not a black and white issue. It's an opinion I have that some people demand be in complete contradiction to my belief in gay marriage. But it's not. I don't know how many, how much time we spend on the black and white and gray area of abortion. It's the same way. For me to say, if your child, you know, I I don't know. I'm not a psychiatrist or a psychologist or a scientist. I don't know. Say 18, your kid's 18, and you want to say, hey, they come to you and say, I want to transition, and I want, you got to be there. Like, the kid comes to you and tells you they're gay or that they identify as you, you got to be there. But if my seven-year-old comes to me and says, I identify with a woman, I want to wear girl, little girl's clothes. Okay. I'm going to warn you of the reaction. I'm going to warn you of the dangers because even though it's wrong, there are dangers in that. But if that same seven-year-old comes to me and says, I want to take medication to suppress hormones, and, and you know, they're seven, they're prepubescent. No, I'm not going to do that. Because it's not the right thing to do. It's not the right thing to do ethically, scientifically, biologically, or as a parent. It doesn't mean you don't think they should ever be able to do it or that you disagree with the life that they want to live. But it's an opinion. It's an opinion I have. These opinions are dangerous. They're all dangerous. The opinion on Israel was a dangerous opinion to a different set of people that that's in the... That, the, the Hormone thing's a, a, a dangerous opinion to. And that's a dangerous opinion to a different group of people than the pizza place not being a child ring is dangerous. To the, all of these opinions are dangerous. All of these opinions are like weapons, like weaponized thoughts. And it's insane. It's crazy. It's absurd that... We have to really stop. And before we express an opinion, even to some of our closest friends, we have to, to me, if I have an opinion, and I've got to that point, if it's just an initial opinion, Maybe it's not well-formed, but when I get to a well-formed opinion, opinion that's been weighed out thoughtfully and went through, I'm always open to that opinion being changed, but I have put effort into the curation and development and maturation of that opinion. Fortunately, we got to be careful who we present those opinions to. People you, you love the most, the people you respect the most, may not like an opinion that you see is so simple and so common. 
I, I, I'm at a loss because I don't understand how we got to that point. But in 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 general, I guess there, there's what like there are people who <laughs> openly, happily, I just heard it three days ago vocally support Vladimir Putin. As an American citizen, do you understand why I see that as being so insane? But then I look at the facts around Ukraine and, 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 and the history of Ukraine and how things were going in this, and it's a lot of our situations that we have to form, you know, it's weird to say that, but you really do need to perform or or have formed an opinion on are very complex issues that are viewed through a very simple lens. I feel Putin is scum. Now that stays standard across the board because what he's done speaks for itself. Now, I feel that Biden is scum. But I also feel that Trump is scum, and we, we've been down that. But now, I do feel there's some dishonesty on our involvement and our... Uh, what we could gain from and what we have contributed to the conflict on, on the behalf of Ukraine. I can see Ukraine as not being a sparkling clean good guy in this, but also can't stand the thought of them being, I mean, look at the kids and, and, the danger to these families and the real death and the toll and, and to be pushed around by a megalomaniac like like Putin. I assume that's the way that the Iraqis felt when they went from one megalomaniac and Saddam pushing them around to another megalomaniac and Dick Cheney, I mean uh, his puppet, George Bush, pushing them around. And, and I assume that that's the same way that Every country the United States has ever pushed around felt. Two wrongs don't make a right. Three wrongs don't make a right. Two rights and four wrongs don't make... I don't, I don't know. Can't do the math anymore. But I'll tell you right now, as much reservation and hesitation as I have about some opinions that I have, others don't share that. For someone to look at me and go, oh, yeah, Putin's a hero. That is unfathomable to me. And I do lose a lot of respect for you because his history and his past and what he's done is pretty open source. It's kind of like saying, oh, yeah, well, you know, Kim Jong-il, you know, he's got to figure it figured out. Kim Jong-un, a f- superstar. There's people out there that believe that. I know that. But, you know, I also watch those people when they're alone with crayons. But how far 
removed are they from the Putin people? Not that far. But in the grand scheme of things, how far are they removed from the... We didn't stand a chance if we hadn't elected Biden people. And I mean, they're right next door, same exact place as the, you know, Trump and QAnon people. People with bad opinions, the QAnon people, the Putin's good people, the Biden saves the world people, those people are not afraid to tell you their opinions. I mean, they shouldn't be. Nobody should be. But if anybody was going to be, you would think it would be those people. But it's not. It's not. The person that looks at you and goes, they only make two sexes, mans and womans. And that's it. And ain't no way a man's supposed to love a man and a woman's supposed to love a woman. Those people should think before they speak and have some concern that at least the lack of intelligence would come across when they told their opinions, but they do not have that fear. I, on the other hand, would say to you, anybody can love anybody. And you should focus more on the fact that they love and are capable of it and not focus on the fact of who they love and if it makes you uncomfortable. Now, but I also say, if that person feels better to be called a woman or to be called a man, then let them have that. Now, I could be judged for those things. And I'll be honest with you, there's times where I'm like, man, you know, it's hard to say it. It is. Because this person I'm talking to is not going to get it. You know, they're, you know, Sodom and Gomorrah is what's coming out of their mouths next. But on the other hand, if I give the opinion that I have that I'm not going to use they, them. I'm not going to look at your page or whatever you're on and go, oh, what the, hmm, this person wants to be identified as they, them. And then when I talk to you, uh, you know, um, well, how, how do I even address that? How do I even do it? You know, or I go, well, um, they, you know, and, and, and the royal they, like the royal we, I guess. Like, it, you're making a complex situation. If I don't know you and, and, and I, I, you know, you, you look like a, what society has deemed a man to look like, and I go, well, he, and it's not that I'm sorry. I didn't mean anything by it. If I look across the room and I go, well, it's it's, that person over there. Well, am I supposed to look over and go, well, it's them. So somebody look for multiple people. That opinion that that type of language is confusing is unpopular. And I have to be careful when I say it because it's unpopular. And that's annoying. It's really, really annoying. It is. And I am Southern. I consider Kentucky Southern and it may be an unpopular opinion, but I think there's a lot of beautiful things about being Southern. And one of those things is you say, yes, sir, no, sir, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. And that has come back to bite me very few times, but it has. My opinion is that I do that out of a place of respect. And that if you don't like it and you tell me, hey, I, I don't, that's not my thing. Let's not do that. I'm probably still going to slip up and do it again. 
But I'm going to try my hardest not to, and I may not do it again. But if I do slip up and do it again, I didn't do it out of a point, to, to make a point or be this or be that. I did it out of an attempt to be respectful because it was how I was raised. It was. But that's an unpopular opinion to say that I'm Southern and that's a respectful thing. I have been told by one person in particular that not only is that not a respectful thing to do, it's disrespectful to automatically assume. And I'll be honest with you, I, it's not that I don't see where you're coming from with that. It's that that's really not how I meant it. But, okay, I'll, you know, whatever. I, let me stop at that and go... Okay, but also that it's disrespectful to be Southern. I had a person over a phone call, a, a person who was employed to help me and someone I was being, uh, you know, because they, they they worked in, in, in the call service industry, and, and I was being very respectful and told me that, I said, well, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm Southern and... and we do that, and but we do it out of respect, and it comes from a place of, of genuine respect. And she said, well, two of the most disrespectful things you can do is assume someone's gender by calling them sir or ma'am and being Southern. I would say what she has is an unpopular opinion. But it's unpopular to me. There are probably many places in the world where her opinion is very popular. We hang a lot on opinion. We hang a lot on beliefs. We hang a lot on preconceived notions. We hang a lot on this stuff. We really do. You know, I have always been a vocal supporter of law enforcement because I have family and friends who have been in law enforcement. But I have always been a vocal opponent of police brutality, and crooked, dirty police. And I think a prime example of that is someone like Goose from Heritage Bubblegum and what he's doing now with his TikTok page, which if you've not checked out, you definitely need to check out. This is somebody from the inside, somebody that respects the profession for what it is, and somebody that was in the profession that I did respect, that I did care about. There's two instances I can think of in what time I've known Goose that were very dire and serious instances, and I was immediately concerned about him and tried to make contact with him and make sure he was okay in these instances. But this is somebody that's going, hey, you know, I did my job and did as good as I could do and have a lot of respect for the people that do it good, but some people do it wrong, and you don't have to be a victim of them. And that's an amazing thing for somebody to take the time to do that, you know, and... and it's an unpopular opinion that he has. And he's took a beating for it. He really has. And I admire him more than I ever have. And I did not think that was possible. Because that's not a small thing. It's easy for me to sit and say it. I don't have 26 years invested in it. It wasn't what I identified my profession as for most of my adult life. It, it's not where a good portion of my friends 
still remain and, and participate in. It's easy for an outsider to do it. It's much braver and much harder for somebody in that community to do it. And, and that deserves respect. It's going to be an unpopular opinion when he disagrees with one side, but it's vice versa. It's the same way when he sees the cop doing good. It's going to be an unpopular opinion on the other side. The thing about opinions and beliefs and notions and whatever you want to call them is this just unwavering notion that they have to be fixed and unwavering. But beliefs, in order to not be dangerous and not be, um, and to not imprison yourself by them, need to be flexible and fluid and moving. And you need to be able to be proven wrong. You do. I was proven wrong about the supernatural in my eyes. No matter how much I loved it, believed it, and wanted it to be so. There was zero evidence for it. And a lot of evidence that the instances that I was basing my beliefs on were not valid reasons to believe in it. So it, it had it had to be changed. Now, it could be changed again tomorrow. You know, I mean it, it could be. You know. I, I don't I don't know that to be true. My political beliefs have changed so many times and I think they do as we grow, as we mature, as we change. And they may change again tomorrow. You know, it's possible. And it's not a bad thing if they do. As long as I base it on good information and, and I'm truthful with myself and a good thought process and and I don't, you know, I don't just hastily make a decision that feels good. Because some of the opinions that I have, the ones that people may not like, some of the beliefs and thoughts that I have, they're not comfortable beliefs. They're not. Not popular, and they're not hard to say. I mean, they're hard to say sometimes. And I was what generically would be called a, a, a Christian my entire life, and it got really, you know, when I first got married and, and had the kid and the wife, and was like it really got hyper focused. And I studied the Bible a lot, things like that, and. I, I almost made a full swing to an atheist and then to an agnostic. And, and then I know something had to make what we've got. It just it had to. But I seen, as bad as it hurt, and as, as uncomfortable as it was, the inconsistencies in religion, not faith, not spirituality. The inconsistencies in religion and the plain fact of what was really being said and what really was as compared to what 
I wanted to paint it to be was hard to swallow. And it used to be a much harder opinion to have than it is now. And that's not necessarily good. Because now, to 110% be behind the church with everything in you unquestioning, that can be a very unpopular, dangerous opinion to have, depending on where you are. And that's not growth. That's not growth. No, it's just a shift of shittiness, if you will. Um, Both sides should be open and accepted. I don't ask anyone to change their beliefs to mine. I do not tell my children, especially not when my daughter's older, I don't tell my son any differently than I was told on a lot of things. I really don't. Because I don't want to take that experience from him. And I don't want to... I don't want to guide his beliefs. Now, other family members believe exactly the way I used to believe, and they do guide his beliefs. Then I don't have a problem. Those same people, some of them guided my beliefs, some of them guided my wife's beliefs. It is what it is. I don't have an issue with that. Maybe I should. Some people feel like I should, but I, I don't. Because... Your beliefs are something you have to come to on your own. And the more you try to force a belief on someone or the more you try to take a belief away from someone can really impact how receptive they are or how resilient they are to that belief. can have the opposite. A belief or an opinion or just... How you really feel about something is something you have to come to on your own. And I would say it's something that's ever-growing and ever-evolving. And I'd say there's times you're going to be right, times you're going to be wrong, and there's a lot of times, more often than not, you're just not going to know. And you got to go with what feels right inside. You know... There's people who believe Hulk Hogan's the greatest wrestler of all time, Bowling Cox, you know. He's wrong. I don't want to crush his dreams and take that from him. It's not my place. It's obvious that Ric Flair is the greatest to ever live, you know. But it's not my place to crush the dreams of people who are not quite intelligent enough to understand that. And obviously I'm being facetious. But I don't want you to believe exactly like me, unless it's how you actually believe. But I tell you what I'm not going to do. Not going to apologize for opinions I have. Even if that opinion turns out to be wrong, I will have to say, man, I was way off. And if it hurt you, I don't know how it could, but if it hurt you, I'm sorry for that. Am I sorry for having an inaccurate opinion that I changed or just an opinion that I changed that I may change back? No. Especially not if some of those opinions have a lot of facts behind them. But my opinions didn't hurt you. They caused no injury. Not mental or physical. You don't get to play that card on everything. 
doesn't work. It just doesn't. I've never been sexist or misogynistic. Never. Never been racist. Never hated homosexuals. I have been afraid. I'm no longer afraid. But I have been. And that's me being honest and telling you this is how this changed. There's been times when I thought atheists should be burned alive. I shamed that I thought that. Yes, I am. Can't help it. I mean, like, you're going to be ashamed of something like that. But, am I sorry? No, I didn't burn any atheists alive. And I didn't program the bullshit in my head that got me to that point. And my beliefs never hurt anybody. And they changed. So, no, I'm not sorry. I'm proud of it, but I'm not sorry. I'm not. Was there a point in my life when I was little, when I was 11, 12 years old, that I thought gay people shouldn't get married? Yes. Yes, there was. Am I proud of that? Oh, God, no. If that had hurt anybody, would I be sorry for it? Yes, but I never told anybody of the same-sex couple that when I was little, so I never took... Am I proud that I was able to change my mind and that that common sense took over? Yes, I am. Am I sorry I felt that way? No, because I didn't do anything wrong. I was a product of the society and the people around me that raised me. It is what it is. See, if you're sorry for everything, especially every little thought you have, but if you're sorry for everything end of the day, do you know what that means? If you're sorry for every opinion you have that somebody else doesn't like, and you're sorry for everything you did that you couldn't help, means two things. Your opinions are unfounded, and they have no value. And you're sorry, you're sorry don't mean shit. 